everybody. Welcome back to Popcorn for Dinner. This is Jeff. And Kelly. Julia Roberts Month Week 2 brings us yet another classic Julia movie. Mm -hmm. One of the movies that if you ask somebody on the street to name a Julia Roberts movie... It could be well. It could be this one. Yeah. Like there's a few that maybe are technically more popular or more uh, like better critically reviewed. Mm -hmm. But this I feel like was fucking huge when it came out. Just out of like, oh, it you gotta you gotta see it. Everybody Mm -hmm. loves it. Uh, Looking at the Wikipedia page for it, it received generally negative reviews. But made like $300 million. Yeah. <laughs> so that sounds right. Gigantic hit, even though everyone was kind of like, eh. At least the critics were. Yeah. I I maybe share a little bit more with the critics than, than others, but I don't know if I would necessarily just throw a negative review on it. Like, I I don't know, maybe by 1999 they had gotten tired of Julia Roberts <laughs> and were just like, I'm over this shtick. Yeah. But, like, she's just so damn charming all the time <laughs> that, like, even even another character that's maybe not great, uh, she's better than last week, 100%, yeah. uh, but still so, kind of not. That was the idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, but still, you just can't help but be won over by her Julianess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, the movie, of course, that we are talking about for week two here of Julia Roberts Month is the 1999 American screwball romantic comedy film, Runaway Bride. My goodness. Specifically screwball. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's like a classic movie kind of thing. Like that was like in the 30s and mm-hmm. the 40s. Like that was a huge thing where it's like, I don't even know exactly how to describe it, but just like, you know, they're they're at each other's throats. It's yeah. not just like falling in love. It's like you, you, and they get all mad at mm-hmm. each other and that kind of junk. I feel like this movie did a decent job of making both of them kind of shitty, mm-hmm. but not shitty enough that you're like, oh, fuck these people. But you're kind of like, okay, neither of you really has a, a foot to stand on in terms of like being better than the other. Yeah. So it at least evens those odds a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, the other person being Richard Gere. Yeah, uh, of course. <laughs> like I still have yet to see Pretty Woman. Same. Like It is the classic Julia Roberts movie. It is the mm-hmm. one that introduced those two as like a duo. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's only been the two. Yeah. I thought there were more, but apparently it's just Pretty Woman and Runaway Bride are the two Roberts gear movies. <laughs> um, but you can, I mean, I guess if, if, if their chemistry is like it is in this one, but better, then I can understand it. Because even with the silliness of this whole movie... Mm-hmm. It, that still kind of shines through. Like, even when it gets to the point where I'm like, really? You <laughs> you two are falling in love right now? That seems odd to me. Like, I don't, <laughs> I didn't quite understand it completely. But uh, again, you just sort of let it go. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, it's a rom-com. It's a screwball comedy. What are you going to yeah. do? And this is actually one of the few, like, rom-coms that I watched. My mom has had a crush on Richard Gere for fucking ever, (laughs) as I'm sure most moms do. At least, you know, the suburban white moms. Yes. Like, that's their stereotypical man, is Richard Gere. (laughs) You know what's funny? I think the first movie I ever saw Richard Gere in was The Mothman Prophecies. (laughs) 
right? That's not really the movie people think of Richard Gere for, but that's uh, that's the one that I remember. I mean, Chicago, at least. Right, but that I didn't see that one first. I think they came out like the same year, but I definitely was not about to watch a a musical musical over a like creepy monster movie, which it's not really a creepy monster movie. We maybe should watch it because it's (laughs) from what I remember, it's kind of decent, but. That's neither here nor there. Anyways, this this <laughs> month is about Julia. Yes. Um <clears throat> and on IMDb, this is this is one of the shortest ones I've ever read oh, <laughs> for I this mean... for this show, uh, which is nice, but it's also like a little bit wrong as usual. Um, of course. <clears throat> a reporter is assigned to write a story about a woman who has left a string of fiancés at the altar. Not assigned. Sort he he's asked to after going rogue and doing it in the first place. Like this leaves out the fact that he does the story and mm-hmm. it gets him fired. Yeah, and then he's given the chance at vindication mm-hmm. to write a better story about it. So he he couldn't be assigned it because he doesn't have a job there. Yeah. <laughs> um. So it's a little bit off, but I guess I understand doing it. Like just get to the point. Yeah. He's writing a story about a lady who leaves guys at the altar. It's an interesting rom-com setup, you know, more so than just like, oh, this is the lady who never gets married is like, oh, she gets close Mm -hmm. and then she bails and she rides away on a horse to you too. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that opening. Like, I mean, you two, uh, the Dixie Chicks, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Cusack is in this. Mm-hmm. Like, there, this movie is 90s. Even mm-hmm. though it's right at the end, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this is what the 90s have been building up to, yeah. <laughs> is this movie. There's so, so many recognizable people yeah. in this movie, and like, some of them uncredited, which was so wild to me that, like, they just didn't, they, they're not in the credits, i.e. Laurie Metcalf. Playing, oh. Yeah, she's not. She doesn't get one of those little title things at the end like mm. everyone else does, and she's not in the actual listed credits. But she's obviously in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Obviously, Richard Gere, Julie Roberts, Joan Cusack. Yes. Uh, Christopher Maloney, which threw me for a loop. I was like, <laughs> is that Maloney? It is Maloney. Look at that. Uh, and then hysterically, in an accidental rhyming way, I was like, and is that Taya Leone? No, it's not. <laughs> the the assistant or whatever to the to the editor. Mm. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's totally Taylioni. And I looked it up and no, it is not. No. <laughs> um, <clears throat> what's his name? Hector Ilonzito or whatever, the guy from uh, the Princess Diaries mm-hmm. and Valentine's Day that we did. So he's been at a bunch of them. It was like, yeah. oh, then this dude, yeah. he's here. <laughs> uh, what's her face who plays the editor? Rita Wilson. Yes, Rita Wilson, yeah. who we had in uh, Jingle All the Way. Mm-hmm. She's Schwarzenegger's wife. Mm-hmm. So, like, a ton of people in movies we've done before. Donald Logue as the priest who every like I honestly so loved Grounded for Life. I thought that show was fantastic. <laughs> so anytime I see anyone from that show up, mm-hmm. I'm excited. And Donald Logue is so great. Um <clears throat> who was the the bartender? Oh, Larry Miller. Yes. Also, also uncredited. That Ugh. was the other one that mm-hmm. threw me for a loop. Of like, oh, they they're not even crediting him. But yeah. Um, and then another one that that I was like, wait, oh, what is this? Who is this? Why can't I figure this one out? Is Reg Rogers? That was who, yep. who played the bug guy. And I was like, mm-hmm. is was he on Friends? Yes, he yes. was on Friends. He, he was, was the, the director. director. <laughs> yeah, the director with with Joey and Gary Oldman. It's like I could I could no no 
No. Oh no, he the was, one the director the one where, where Joey's Joey in the play. Falls in love and, yes. with uh, the lady from Saw. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that that episode. Yes. Because okay. I could picture him being like super emphatic. Yes. And I was and like he, he had a very similar vibe in this movie mm-hmm. as, as he he's so theatrical. Like I was expecting them to reveal that he was like a theater guy. Yeah. And then when they're like, Oh no, he's an entomologist, I was like, Oh, really? All right, so That's a different the, okay. type of weirdo. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what a friggin' cast seriously (laughs) i was i was very happy to see so many people that i knew i was so happy that they were doing uh good work i mean Mm -hmm. joan cusack is i i i know i was gonna say i know that some folks out there maybe don't like her vibe and i guess i can understand it but Mm -hmm. i think she's hysterical and adorable oh yeah all at the same time uh (laughs) i i'd never Never seen her uh, in this movie, obviously. I hadn't seen this one before. I mean, I maybe little bits and pieces over the years, but yeah. I never sat down to watch it. So, like, she was a, <laughs> she was a delight. That whole scene where where her and Julia Roberts are like, don't move your lips. Don't yeah. turn, turn, turn. And she's, like, trying to yell to the field without moving her lips yeah. was so perfect. That's so Joan. But, like I said, them sort of both being dicks ike and maggie our lead characters like for one i was like ike really ike what Mm -hmm. an old man name does not help that he has gray hair like he was i think in his 50 for late 40s when they made this movie something like that so it's not like he was ancient or anything but like it's still he just, he just Mm -hmm. gives off that vibe of old yeah that julia does not quite uh, it, no, it doesn't, at least not in that movie. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it, it doesn't necessarily wreck anything, but it, I think it was really just like you had to make it Ike. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't have youthed up his name a little yeah. bit, Jesus. Uh, and the fact that that wasn't even like his first name. Yeah, it's Homer Eisenhower Graham. Like, yeah, that is the oldest man alive. Seriously, <laughs> that's what that sounds like. Yes, that like, sounds like which somebody. Which president president was that back in the like eighteen hundreds? Yeah, uh, just absolutely ridiculous. Um, <clears throat> but they introduce him as a columnist who writes bitter diatribes about women, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, that's not really. That's not a good place to start for him, but I mean, okay, he's he'll get better, I assume. Yeah. <laughs> I assume that's the there's, point of this movie is that he will growth, eventually right? Yeah, there's there's room for growth. Okay. <laughs> uh and then when he talks to the bug guy in the bar mm. and gets the 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 lead on the story of the runaway bride, and then just fucking nineties doxes her. Yep. I couldn't believe it. I was like, that's <laughs> fucking crazy. And then he gets fired. And I was like, oh, okay, good. Yeah. Okay. So this wasn't just cool. Because yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is the craziest shit that he basically makes a ton of assumptions mm-hmm. about how she works and her whole deal. Yep. And names her. Mm. Names her and gives the town she lives in and all that kind of junk. Might as well have given her a dress. Yeah. Super ridiculous. Like, if it had just been a story about a woman I heard about and, you know, Lady Q or whatever, you know, give yeah. it a, give it some sort of pseudonym, maybe it wouldn't be such a dick move. But, like, the moment he actually put her name in it and was like, she's gonna read this, you dummy! Mm-hmm. And then immediately he gets fired for it and you're like, yeah. Because you're a fucking dummy. Because <laughs> you, yeah. you put her name in there and she heard about it and she fucking wrote your boss, your ex-wife boss. Yeah. Who's also dating your other 
boss. I thought that whole <laughs> situation was, was sort of strange. I didn't know if it was necessary. Like, I, how much of it, like, okay, it establishes that he was married once and it didn't work. But, like, you could do that without it being his boss, too. Yeah. That, there's just weird yeah, levels there. And then the fact that... Fisher is now dating her was like, right. God, this is all weird. You nobody should be dating here. You're yeah. all working together. What is this? It's, <laughs> like, it was, it's the 90s. I, sure. I guess. <laughs> I mean, it was the 90s. There's no question mark on that. Um, but yeah, okay. So his his wife uh fires him because, of course, because <laughs> he writes a story without like he cooks a story essentially mm -hmm. um which immediately made me want to watch shattered glass i was like oh <laughs> god but no we're not doing hayden christensen month we will never do hayden christensen month <laughs> maybe, maybe peter sarsgaard month um or steve zahn <laughs> he's in that too yes um <clears throat> but uh so he gets fired and then Hector, I'm just going to call him Hector because that's his name and it sounds better than Fisher. <laughs> especially because cool especially because they don't give him any other name. Everybody else has a first and last name and Fisher is just Fisher. And it's like, is that his first name? Is his last name? I don't yeah. know. Just call him Hector. I don't know. Um, Hector Fisher. Yeah. F Fisher Hector? H Hector Fishman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he calls Richard Gere Ike and tells him like, oh, well, if you go and you get the real story maybe you'll get vindication like he he doesn't he like promise that gq will run a cover story if he can go out there and get the real story and she runs from this wedding too like he basically promises him that yeah. he'll get his job back <laughs> if that happens or or a comparable job yeah it would, it would be job. like a, a comparable job because it was going from like whatever magazine to GQ magazine. Right. So, yeah, essentially comparable. But yeah, he, <laughs> Which he is like, what all is, but promises. Yeah. But like, what, what is, uh, what, I mean, I guess he's got connections over there. They all work together. I don't know. It seems like a weird thing that, like, yeah, we just fired him, but I'll give a good word so that you guys can hire him. Like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, also, why would you give up that story? If it's a good enough story, just hire him back. I don't know. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so, this sets up, of course, the classic big city goes to the sticks mm -hmm. kind of shtick where like oh he's a new yorker he's got an accent <laughs> you know i thought his accent was crazy like it's <laughs> it seemed too put on for me like I, I just i feel like i know what richard gear sounds like as just like a normal guy i have no idea okay <laughs> <laughs> or at the very least like when he puts on no discernible accent so like it felt like he was playing up like, hey, I'm from the city. Hey, all you <laughs> fucking bum fucks out here. Uh, you know, more so than it like really being who he was. But that could just be me. Um, but he goes out to the town. Uh, what was it called? Hale. Mm -hmm. He goes out to Hale, Maryland to get the real story on Maggie, the runaway bride mm -hmm. who works at her family store and makes fancy lamps and like is generally lovable. Mm -hmm. And ever like everybody seems to like her and whatnot uh, for the most part. She's a, she's a bit of a flirt. Yeah. A bit like <clears throat> her whole bit. Like, I mean the town's whole bit I think was what kind of like, kind of threw me for a loop because like he gets there and immediately fucking uh peggy joan cusack 
and mm-hmm. all the all the ladies in the hair shop and everything are all like, oh, here's that fucking guy. So they like trick him and dye his hair crazy colors. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, so this is going to be tough for him because this town is like, oh, you attacked our Maggie mm-hmm. in your fucking column, so we're going to give you some shit right back. I loved the bit where he kept getting hit by people, yeah. but it also, I was like, who recognizes a columnist? I mean, <laughs> like, yes, his picture's on there, but like, I've read tons of things from newspapers and I would <laughs> never be able to pick out like the sports guy from the Tribune. Like, I have no fucking idea yeah. what that dude looks like, I even with a picture. think he's bald? Yeah, m- maybe. They all are. <laughs> um, but like, okay, so he goes to the town and it's going to be really tough for him, right? Nope. Mm-mm. Everyone is very happy. To talk to him. Yeah. They tell him fucking everything. He apparently schmoozes <laughs> his way in. I mean, it doesn't even seem like he has to schmooze. It seems well, like he just goes to the people that she was going to marry, and they're like, oh, yeah, Maggie, here's all the information I've ever had about her. Here's to you, columnist I mean, guy. He like, did a little a little bit of schmoozing with the, the mechanic rocker dude. It's not that he's, like, not charming and like oh hey and slick or whatever but it just seems like everyone is more than willing Mm -hmm. to just hand over every story or rumor or whatever they know about maggie yep and and just hand it right over to him which is like man you'd think that maggie would be more upset with everybody about this like you'd think that she'd have a problem with this and later in the movie it kind of comes to fruition yeah uh because you do feel bad for her even though, like, at the beginning of the movie, like, when they tell the story and you kind of hear about it, you're like, yeah, what the fuck is up with you, lady? Yeah. You know, like, it's it's a great hook for a movie of just like, oh, yeah, she always runs from the wedding. And it's like, oh, okay. But then you realize that, like, wait, so, like, she's been, it's not like she moved somewhere else every time mm-hmm. and, like, found a new community and then ran out on that wedding and then had to move somewhere else. It's like, it's constant. All the guys in town, like, she dates the guys in town, leaves them at the altar, dates another guy in town. Mm-hmm. And you think they'd be like, maybe we shouldn't do this. Yeah. Like, I saw what just happened and then <laughs> what happened a second time and then what happened a third time where, mm-hmm. like... Okay, lady, you really need to get to the bottom of this. And it needs to, like, you just need to be doing this, (laughs) like, as a person. Figure out what's wrong with you. Um, (laughs) And this, this, I guess, will be something that I'll ask you is, like, what was it? What, What exactly was the deal? Like... I get, you know, by the end of the movie, she, you know, she breaks down to Richard Gere about how, like, I didn't know who I was. And I just took on the the likes mm-hmm. and the personalities of the person that I was dating. And, like, and you'd still get all the way to the altar, practically, mm-hmm. before realizing that it wasn't for you. Like, why was it always the wedding that did it? Like, I mean, I, I understand, like, oh, it's the pressure, it's the whatever, but, like, all the way to the altar? Not even like, oh, he proposed. Oh, geez. Yeah. I don't know. Like, she literally every single time gets through the entire planning process and then coming down the aisle is like, oh, and bails. And like, what are you, what lady? I think part of it has to do with like the realization. And I don't know why it happened three times, but <laughs> like at least once, understandably, like realizing like walking down this aisle of you know, where there's a bunch of people and being like, this isn't what I want. Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, having yeah, like, that just be like the final straw, like this 
this isn't it. <laughs> and, I, yeah, like, I mean, uh, I felt like only the first wedding because it's fucking crazy that they still have them all on tape. Mm-hmm. Like that is insane. Like that, just in a row. Yeah, just on the shelf like it's fun home movies. Mm-hmm. Like everyone has that kind of vibe throughout the movie of like, oh, this is all just this hilarious town joke. Yeah. Is that it? Whatever. And it's like, she's, guys, she's it's... not the longest running joke, but she is the fastest. Yeah. Uh, I loved, I, I honestly really loved that setup and payoff. You mm-hmm. know, the fact that the dad says the joke earlier on in the movie. And then when he, when they're all roasting her mm-hmm. at the fucking luau and she's sitting there mouthing along with it. Cause she's heard it a million times. And you're like, okay, maybe now I feel a little bit for you. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to that roast thing because I, I have a little issue with what's going on there. Uh, but regardless, <laughs> um, so like it just everyone is so kind of chill about it, you know, yeah. like they're not nobody is particularly mad. Like you go to all the ex-boyfriends and other than the bug guy who seems kind of bitter about it, mm-hmm. like the priest is like, yeah, all right. You know, like he he eventually at the end of their little scene is like, yeah, maybe if you come back here, you know, go to the other father to to do your confessions or whatever. But like at the same time, it's not like. They don't, I mean, it's tough to get into it because it's about Ike and Maggie yeah, and then like a couple of characters around that. And once you get to the outer rim of characters, you can't spend too much time with them. Yeah. But like they don't show that like, oh, he's still obsessed with her yeah, or anything like that. Like the guitar guy, whatever the fuck his name was, I don't even remember anymore. <laughs> the deadhead guy, Gil. Gil. Um, of course it was Gil. <laughs> he had... Uh, he at least had the like the tattoo thing where it was mm-hmm. like, we got tattoos, but you didn't really get a tattoo. And I feel heartbroken by that. But that's like now he just learned that. Yeah. And it seemed like otherwise it was like, oh, yeah, I work in town. I'm the mechanic. I play guitar. Mm-hmm. Whatever. It's not that big a deal. Like, yeah. it seems like everyone is just like, oh, you don't want to get married anymore. Well, all right. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's not that huge of a problem for anybody. Yeah. And I, everyone else just sort of is is, is uh, happy to <laughs> to crack jokes about it literally all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, it's an odd dynamic. I'll put it that way, at least. Yes. It's a very strange little town. Yes. Real quick, at one point in one of... Because there were, there were several montage sequences. <laughs> yes. But at one point over a montage was Maneater... Oh yeah, yeah, song. yeah. Oh, here she comes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instantly thought of Daryl. <laughs> I mean, I honestly, I, uh, I had some pretty like, I, I don't want to say visceral. That makes it sound way too intense. <laughs> but I just had some wonderful reactions. I thought that the music chosen for the movie was great. Like, mm-hmm. I, I loved uh, that chick song. Yes. That they use. What's Ready it? to like, run. That was one of their big hits at the time. And it's like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that that one works. Mm-hmm. Uh, even as cheesy as it was, even the the still haven't found what I'm looking for at the opening is like, yeah. oh, this is 90s as hell. <laughs> um, and then at the very end, was that a Dixie Chicks cover of uh, Can't Hurry Love or whatever it was? Yes. Okay, that's amazing. Yeah. I love that song. I think that's just such a great, I, wonderful I, pop song. I think it was the chicks. Okay, because there was one line where it was like at the beginning of it when it first started. I was like, oh, okay, so this is 
a 90s version of this song. This clearly isn't the original one. Mm -hmm. But there was one word in it that I could not tell you right now, but there was one word where the way she pronounced it, it was immediately apparent to me <laughs> that they were Southern, whoever it was singing it. And I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Was this? Yeah. Did the Dixie Chicks do this? That's amazing. <laughs> this, what a great cover of this fucking song. And I had, like, such a good reaction to it. And it's like, isn't that, like, the end credit song, too? Yeah. So it was like, oh, man, what a wonderful, like, capper to this to make you feel good. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, you can just imagine everybody leaving the theater with, like, huge smiles. You know, oh, yeah. if, if, if they were along for the ride and then it ends with that, it was pretty damn perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wrote, Maggie apologizes to Father Brian, which is a good start, you know, like, mm -hmm. in terms of making her uh seem a little bit better you know like he i don't know if they ever have ike really like apologize for doing what he did to her like it it never it doesn't become that big of an issue like i thought it was gonna yeah you know like <laughs> she learns that he wrote an article about her you know and yeah. writes to the paper and gets him in trouble and all that mm -hmm. but i was expecting it to be a thing of like ever since you did that yeah. I've had reporters and this and that and who's it's calling me and all this stuff and you fucked everything up. And she wouldn't say that because it's yeah. PG-13. Uh, but like, oh, They could have gotten one. Yeah, maybe. They got one in. I, we didn't even talk about it, but they got that one in in my best friend's wedding, yeah. which was so crazy because it's like specifically about sex. Yeah. It wasn't just somebody going like, oh, fuck. It was like, oh, I'm going to go fuck her or something like that. And it was yeah. like, how the f Julia Roberts just had that much pull mm -hmm. that they were like, we can't make it R. Julia Roberts will kill us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just have to let them get away with it. Um, <clears throat> but like, you, you, if they can let that one movie get away with two, they can let this one get away with that. <laughs> but yeah, she, he, I, I don't think he ever like, I mean, maybe by the end he has apologized, but it's like he comes to the town to get his story mm -hmm. and is just like kind of smarmy and douchey the whole time of like, oh, I'm a, oh, hey there, I'm already at your family's house hanging mm -hmm. out with your parents or dad. And, uh, and Grammy. Yeah, and Grandma and all that stuff. Like, <laughs> hanging out with your family and learning all about you. And she's like, oh, geez, you're going to be a real thorn in my side. But it never really gets to the, like, hey, fucko. Mm -hmm. Are you going to apologize for that shit? Like, <laughs> that was terrible what you did to me. Yeah. Um, But she at least starts to sort of apologize to the guys that she left at the altar and whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think they ever show the bug guy get an apology i assume he just lives at that bar that's the only place we see him is at that bar yeah <laughs> so it's like that's where he lives now the, um <clears throat> apparently he's studying nighttime bugs he just lives at the bar during the day um <clears throat> but yeah I, I wrote into my notes that ike has been interrogating all of her exes mm -hmm. which i found funny that like she kept getting there too late you yeah. know whereas like every time i mean no, yeah, didn't didn't he already go and talk to the priest before she went and talked to him? Yeah. Yeah, and then she gets to the garage and thinks that she's gotten there in time, and then it turns out he's in the car on the lift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just, like, laughing at her and stuff and has that picture of her apparently topless, mm -hmm. uh, which I thought was kind of an odd thing for her to be, like, she obviously wasn't, like, cool with it. She wanted the picture, but she wasn't like, oh, my God, what a... What an invasion of privacy. She was just like, ugh, of you saw that one. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's a, like it's just embarrassing and not like kind of a super invasion of privacy. I don't know. It, like yeah. that's an intimate picture between yeah. me and someone else and not you. I mean, <laughs> it was a picture of her at a concert. 
Oh, was it? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why. It's because okay, she I was flashing was... the stage oh. at a concert. Okay. I was so <laughs> I honestly wasn't sure. Yeah. Um <clears throat> But then like so you have the setup of the guys that she leaves at the altar. And that's all well and good, and it leads to, you know, silly jokes and whatnot. Like all the videos of her running from the wedding, like as as silly as it is for them to keep the video, obviously you know why they do it is so mm-hmm. that they can show it to us and we can laugh at the silliness. Yeah. Uh the ridiculous deadhead wedding. Yes, where she um, rides off on the motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> uh and then the horse and mm-hmm. the whatever, all that junk. Mm-hmm. And then um, she drags the kid behind her. Yeah, oh, that's right. That's right. Because they yes. call that back later. Yes. <laughs> um, the thing that really threw me for a loop that I thought was going to get more attention was the fact that uh, Joan Cusack's husband is also Maggie's ex. Mm-hmm. But they just, I guess, didn't get to the wedding part. Yeah, they dated in high school. Okay. And I, I didn't remember that. I just remembered that, like, and they're still super buds and they have, like, silly handshakes or high fives mm-hmm. and, and nicknames and junk and then uh fucking richard gear kind of like puts the screws to to peggy about like oh yeah look at that you're cool with that and it's like oh no now her friend's gonna turn on her but there's really nothing after that scene there's like one other scene where she's like is it weird do i flirt with him and she's like mm-hmm. yeah and she's like oh sorry yeah, Talk she, Bill Platypus. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then it's over. Yeah. Like, that's what made it better. Like, yeah. I mean, but that's, that is at least true to like close female yeah, friendships yeah. is like, you do this thing. I know, I, I know you do this thing. I know you don't mean to do this thing. It bugs me, but it's fine. I love you still. Like, whatever. <laughs> it just, it seems like a similar vibe to last week <laughs> with the whole, like, oh, yeah, he's always going to love you, but I guess I'm here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, man, feel, you should have more pride. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but Joan, oh, yeah. Joan, you're still great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently, that duck platypus thing is something that Julie Roberts did to amuse gary marshall's like granddaughter or something the director of the movie (laughs) Mm. and he saw it and was like oh that's going in the movie so you can only assume that that line afterwards is just really her yeah she's like so humiliating (laughs) (laughs) but it is wonderful and hysterical yeah like what a face that's Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's so (laughs) that should have that should have been on the fucking poster (laughs) is the double platypus no julia deserves better than that I do find it funny in terms of the poster, though, real quick, that on the poster, she's, you know, putting on running shoes, which mm-hmm. is like, ha I get it, the joke. But, like, she does, she's not wearing those at the actual weddings Mm-mm. to run away with. And nope. then she, like, symbolically gives them to him at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we've never seen these before in the entire movie. This doesn't <laughs> mean anything. It's more like, you know, like, I promise I won't run. Here are my running shoes that we've never (laughs) established earlier in the movie as a thing. Yeah, it's just a cute little moment for them to have. But Bob, her current fiance, the one who the one who as soon as the movie introduces him, you're like, oh, you poor sap. Mm -hmm. Oh, how you're going to get fucked and not in the good way by the end of this movie. (laughs) Like as great as you are, Christopher Maloney, Mm -hmm. you are not Richard Gere in 1999. So you Mm -hmm. are not going to be the the winner of this uh, rom-com. He's not a total loser in it, though, because he does end up with a girl in the end. Right. No, yeah. It's more so just like, of course, all the happiness that we see from him at the beginning of the movie will go down in flames. 
Yes. And like <laughs> spectacularly. And in a ridiculous way. <laughs> like I don't know, I don't know how quite to like you know, uh, uh, get to it because I know it's a bit later into the movie. I mean, it's kind of a lot later into the movie, so maybe we'll just get to it. Yeah. But like when she finally decides that like, okay, I'll give you the real story. Like you walk around with me and instead of getting the story from everybody else in town, I'll tell you about me Mm -hmm. and you pay me a thousand (laughs) dollars in order to get it. Because I'm smart enough to know that you're doing this to get a job. Yeah. And so this means a lot to you. Yeah. <laughs> and you will pay $1,000. Um, also that they can get that scene that is apparently supposed to be a reference to Pretty Woman. Like, I know of Pretty Woman. So I know that there's the whole bit where she goes to a store and they're like, mm, not for you, trashy lady. Yeah. And then, you know, oh, big mistake and all that kind of junk. So, like that's kind of what they were doing here mm-hmm. in a way where it was like, oh, yeah, get it. She comes here and, you know, oh, they're not going to sell it to her or whatever. But, like, that's not what's happening there. You know? Like, yeah. what's happening is that, that that shitty old lady there at the dress store is like, um, you're not even going to use it, sweetheart. Yeah, you're going to wear it for, like, 20 minutes and then it's done. Yeah, and it's like, what the fuck do you care? It's a thousand dollars in your pocket. Uh-huh. Like, that's essentially what Richard Gere winds up saying to her. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's a stupid stance to have of like, um, how about we just do the cheap one because it's not going to matter in the end. Like, just let her buy the expensive one, man. Yeah. <laughs> Who literally, cares? Literally saying like, thousand dollars is too much to spend on one of your dresses yeah it's like whoa Whoa. lady like i guess that is at least something slightly different than everyone else in town just being like oh silly maggie you know that this lady's like oh yeah you yeah (laughs) you know kind of gives her that like a little snark to it but but okay so again though it's her business yeah like (laughs) Money, money, good. That's basic business. (laughs) Yeah, like you were in a tiny town and you're selling a dress for a thousand dollars. She is the only person who's going to buy this. Yeah, in 1999, a thousand dollars for that dress. This is going to sit in your window until it's out of style, and then you will be out however much you paid Mm -hmm. to get this dress. And like, she's going to buy it from you. So maybe do it. Maybe just sell it to her and shut your stupid trap. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Shut up and take her money. Yes, exactly. Um, and then there's some, you know, there's a bunch of silly bits in there, like talking to grandma about one-eyed snakes and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, uh, she allegedly finds a Miles Davis record just up in the attic to give to him. And that was the point where I started getting a little like, wait a minute, what's happening? Like, I know what's happening, yeah. obviously, like they're going to eventually wind up together. So they have to like make some sort of connection here. But like, w- was it just the dress thing that made her suddenly be like, he kind of fights for me a little bit like was that you know like what exactly was it because it seems at least to me that it wasn't just like oh yeah i literally just found this do you want it it seemed more like a thing like oh he'd like this you know like yeah. like a like a move i mean and i was maybe, like why what's with the move maybe partially as like a thank you for for the whole dress uh, thing but yeah. i mean the, the money that she's going to use for it is from selling him the story so like it's already there's already been a transaction like <laughs> yeah but i mean she still could have used that money towards other things at the wedding if she had gotten no. the cheaper dress so that's true she said she wanted a fancy dress in the wedding and she didn't really though <laughs> 
Um, that dress, I will say though, even though it's 1999, that dress still in style and absolutely gorgeous <laughs> on her. I loved when at the end of the sequence of her trying it on, when she's like, "Oh shit, we gotta go, we got something to do," and she pulls it up, and she's still got those giant boots on underneath. Yeah, her like <laughs> big old brown cowboy boots. They looked hilarious. Um, <clears throat> there's and th- there's the whole bit where like he's driving her around and then the car dies mm-hmm. so they have to like run off and i don't even remember what that leads to anymore um well they they cut across the field and right then they and there's get a whole to, snakes bit yeah <laughs> and like, then... i'm scaring the snakes you're scaring me <laughs> um and then they like get to the fence and he's like helping her over and they get all like close and it's flirty and it's like an almost kiss Oh, right, right, there. right. Okay. Okay. I just, I, I must have uh, sort of missed it because I was just obsessed with the fact that, like, lady, I believe that you can do a lot of, like, mechanic stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like, but you're a lady. How could you ever know? Like, no, no, I obviously, she's making these lamps. She fixing the chair at the beginning. Like, that's what she is. She's handy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure you can't just unclog a car that's had diesel run through it that shouldn't. Like, that bricks your fucking engine. That yeah. is not just a, like, hmm, oh, it's a little clogged. If I get some tools, though, I can help you out. I was yeah. like, no, 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 his car's dead. It just, <laughs> it seemed like such a silly way to get them out of the car and, like, running across that field. Mm-hmm. It's just like, really? He, okay, whatever. Yeah. Like, you really, you're not paying any attention? They couldn't have just attention? run out of gas? Yeah, really. Like, that's... Just- <laughs> It seems like a, like a thing that could have happened. Yeah, like you're caught up talking and you you run out of gas. You still yeah. can cart across the field to go to the farm to be like, hey, can we borrow you know two Some gallons gas. of gas? Yeah. Um, but that's when we get to the pre-wedding luau <laughs> that I wrote, complete with pre-wedding roast. Mm-hmm. Like that, just it seems like such a dick thing. And then, like we had said earlier, her like repeating the jokes back because she's heard them a million times. I was like. Okay, good. Like this, the, it's leading somewhere where she's unhappy with how everyone like treats her like a joke and and whatnot. You know, like mm-hmm. she realizes, like, oh god, you know, I gotta, I want to not be this joke anymore, and also screw all you guys yeah. <laughs> and all that kind of junk. And <laughs> him getting up and like uh, defending her, you know, I thought was a a good move for the movie, but it then felt like a really stock generic thing where she then runs out and is and is mad at him yeah and it's like why like i she doesn't have to be like grateful she doesn't have to be like thank you so much for standing up for me like she could just run out and be like oh i'm just tired of being such a joke you know and be like oh i can help and she'd be like no you know like instead of being like uh you you know and like getting into like a yelling argument with him i thought that was kind of silly especially with how you know they're like doing cutesy stuff together yeah and then he goes and does like an actually kind of chivalrous thing yeah and she's like fuck you (laughs) i thought that was a little a little much um i mean she did say like now they're all gonna pity me and like before it was just a joke and now it's going to be a different sort of like feeling. Well, maybe they I, should. I, I mean, I, <laughs> maybe. OK, maybe they shouldn't pity. like that doesn't feel good. But like maybe they should be brought to the awareness that like stop this. Yeah, I, <laughs> you know, no, like, no question there. I just I think it was more of a timing issue than Uh, a subject issue (laughs) yeah i mean i i did write into my notes that like yes they are all being dicks 
Like they're mm-hmm. they're being insensitive and they're just making a joke out of her entire life. Would you like a couple of the lines? Uh, I, sure. I, I wrote most of them down, if not all of them. <laughs> uh, this was one of the moments that I paused multiple times to make sure I got them right. Uh, so we have may the groom's heart be filled with hope and may the bride's feet be filled with lead. Oh, yep, yep. May the pitter-patter of little feet not be Maggie's. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. May the gifts be returnable. Oh, yeah, that's a dick one. That's a real dick one. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that. that is, that's, like, inferring that it will fail. Yeah. The other ones are like, let's hope it doesn't. Yeah. That one's like, well, when it does fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> when she does it again. And hopefully you can return your gift. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. that's a that's definitely a dick mm-hmm. line to, to, to cross there. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, though, like, yes, okay, they're being jerks. They're, they're giving this terrible roast or whatever. They are also throwing you a giant wedding luau mm-hmm. like all for you this town loves you yeah as much as they are dicks they yeah. clearly love you and like since that had been like kind of stuck in my craw the whole movie about how like every everyone is like nobody seems to take it all that seriously nobody's ever like mad at her about it or anything they're all just like mm-hmm. well, yeah 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 the cake freezes this we know <laughs> yeah but like, and then it gets to this point and it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, they're, they are being dicks, but yeah. they also clearly care. And yeah. if they, it, like, if they truly didn't give a shit anymore, if they were really like, well, yeah, fourth time's the charm, right? Fuck that. They would not throw you this giant luau. They wouldn't, you know, like mm-hmm. everyone in fucking town is there essentially. <laughs> and it's like, uh, you know, maybe, maybe just be chill. But I mean, obviously it's, that's the point of the movie. Uh, that's the point of this like section of the movie is like, Oh, everything's getting, getting bad. She makes that, uh, not even joke, but like cutting remark about her dad and his drinking, Mm -hmm. you know, like that whole bit earlier, I, I wasn't sure where the movie was going with it. So I'm glad it had some sort of thing. But that scene where he like helps where where Ike helps the drunk dad into the car or whatever, and they gotta like get him home. Mm -hmm. And she's like, please don't say anything about this. And he's like, no, 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 absolutely. No, no, no. And, you know, and it's like, okay, so that he's he's kind of a cool guy, I guess. Yeah, he's at it's, least respectful in, in that manner. Yeah, and like, okay, maybe I wrote a shitty article about you, but I'm not going to, like, drag your family through the mud, too, I guess. Like, that's nice. Yeah. But I wasn't sure, like, what the point of that was. Other than that, I was like, is that really it? And then her kind of throwing it in her dad's face was like, a, oh, okay, so, like, there's, there's unresolved shit here mm-hmm. that she's dealing with in a way that is like, oh, okay. So you you clearly didn't notice then. Um, I think I'm I'm pretty sure it's every single scene up until that morning scene where she calls him out. He has a drink in his hand. You see, that happens so often in movies that it just washes over me. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't even think about it as like, oh, that person has a problem. Yeah, and she had mentioned it earlier too, like when she showed up and like that first night when she showed up and Ike was there already. She had mentioned something about, like, I'm going to put this bottle of wine away or something. Oh, well, see, I thought that was like, oh, because now he's now he got drunk and he's talking, you know, and mm. he's and he's letting Ike know all this stuff now. So it wasn't like you have a problem with this booze. It's more like I have a problem with you drinking yeah. this booze because you won't fucking <laughs> shut up. But, yeah, now I kind of see it better. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's good. That's It's better that it's, like, layered in there and mm-hmm. not just, like, a message moment of, like, and by the way, yeah. drinking is bad. Yeah. And also glad that they didn't get it so far as, like, and then he fucking crashes and kills someone mm-hmm. <laughs> or something really terrible like that. Yeah. It's like, you could get there, so maybe stop. Yeah. And then, like, 
<laughs> then they get to the walkthrough of the wedding, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, which, Julie Roberts fights a church bell yeah. <laughs> briefly, uh, which is... Well, she Yeah, it was the briefest of fight, and then she was enjoying herself. <laughs> <laughs> then at some point, she just started swinging. Yeah, I mean, it's more so just another case of like, oh, Julie Roberts being silly and kind of falling down and shit, because mm-hmm. it was also that bit with the, with the backpack earlier mm-hmm. where she puts it on and like, whoa. Yeah. Just tips over backwards, which was like, <laughs> yep, she is um she's masterful yes. <laughs> at the like silly rom com falling down. Um <clears throat> so they get to the walkthrough. Bob bless his heart. Sweet summer child. <laughs> sweet, sweet dumb Bob. Uh puts Ike in the position of the groom to help her visualize the walking down mm-hmm. the aisle because that's his whole deal. He's a sports coach and mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, so he has Ike stand in for it, has her walk down the aisle to him. And it's like, look, I get it that like, as far as you know, I guess she hates this guy. Yeah. Doesn't like this guy. The fact that he's still hanging around and also maybe the little outburst at the luau mm-hmm. maybe should have tipped you off that there's a little more going on here, Bob. Yeah. Um, But just he sends her down the aisle to him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a wonderful little moment of them like looking at each other and being like, oh, geez, maybe this is something real. And then it just happens. Mm-hmm. Like the full... They kiss each other like for love moment. And you're Mm -hmm. like, whoa. And I literally had the exact same reaction as Joan Cusack, essentially. Where she's just like, ah, like freaks out about it because it was like, oh, this is happening right now? Holy shit. I love Maggie's reaction to that. Maggie's or Peggy's? Maggie. Oh. Like they kiss. And then they stop, and she, like, takes a step back and just starts laughing. <laughs> okay, I thought you were going to say the the line that she has, because it's so great, where Bob says, how long has this been going on? And she says, about a minute. <laughs> that was so killer to me, where it was like, oh, that's so fun, the, like, we didn't, we kind of didn't realize yeah. what was happening until, oops, and look at like, that. You put us face to face and said, kiss <laughs> yeah, and the bride. told us to kiss. And, oh, so shit. It's kind of your fault, Bob. He like, <laughs> was just following your instructions, coach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Bob clocks him, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, Fair. Fair. Yeah. And they suddenly just cannot stop kissing. Like it, like it's like the floodgates open, and there's like these are all the little kisses that I've been needing to give you this whole time I've been here because we've been holding out. I guess I don't know, there's tons of kissing, um, <clears throat> and then and the silliness of like, well, since you and Bob aren't getting married, and there's a whole wedding planned, let's just get married. Like, how yeah do you not see that the quote unquote the titular runaway bride is maybe not going to be able to follow through uh-huh. <laughs> on a like last minute wedding to a guy that she kind of hated like a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> At most, I don't truthfully know how many days this movie takes place over. But so, yeah, they set up the <laughs> wedding uh ridiculously mm-hmm. like and the fact that Bob is still helping out yeah. is like, oh, Bob. <laughs> to, just too good. just stay home, just Bob. <laughs> You can take the day off. Yeah, really. Like, you deserve a break. Go you have a should, beer. Yeah, go or get a vacation ten. or something. <laughs> Jeez. Go hang out with your dad and get plastered. Well, it's actually good that he stayed there because then he met 
what's her face oh, yeah, from the, Manhattan? The... El- Elaine? I don't no. even know. She's just she's Irene, the assistant or whatever. The assistant from Manhattan. Not yes. Tay Leone. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I'm sure there's probably just something more that I missed or just didn't really clock exactly. But I thought it was so, so funny that they're like, all right, we're going to we're going to do this for real. And she's like concerned that he's not going to show. And then he shows and there's like a ton of reporters and like it's this whole big thing. So you're like, okay, she's probably she's going to run because there's too much time left in this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, What exactly, though, is going to do it? And from my perspective, it was like she got spooked like a horse. Like, like, like camera flashes go off and then she's like, and takes off <laughs> like a spooked horse. <laughs> uh, it was losing the eye contact. Well, okay, I, I, was... I remember that. I remember Bob talking about, doesn't he say something about like, you gotta, you gotta keep her focused or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But and it, it, was, still, the, it was, the flash went off and Ike like blinked and looked away. <laughs> and she like got shook by that and oh, man. bolted. So she bails and he goes back to New York. There's the whole bit of her getting into the FedEx truck as she's going. Mm. That made me think of my best friend's wedding where she commandeers that truck yeah. <laughs> to go drive after them. It's like, God, is does all of her movies, do they all <laughs> include a scene where she like hijacks a truck? Um, <clears throat> probably not. I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's still time in this month. We can find out. Yeah. Um, so he goes back to New York. She stays in town. She's, you know, trying to figure out what kind of eggs she likes. Like that, I thought was a great bit to like shorthand mm-hmm. what's going on with her, where it's like all the all the exes say that she had a different favorite kind of egg. Like, oh, yeah, like me, mm-hmm. whatever kind mm-hmm. of eggs I like is mm-hmm. the kind of egg she liked. And then that sort of gives him. The impression that like hmm she's not being her true full self yeah so just having her like cook every kind of egg <laughs> to be like let's find out which one i actually like yeah is like oh that's a great way to show it instead of just having her like she does kind of just say it at the end of like i had to figure out who i really was but like you know this is a visual medium yeah <laughs> it's a movie you gotta, gotta you gotta show it i thought that was a good way to do it was like that the whole eggs bit um so she <laughs> so i mean we didn't talk about it earlier where she breaks into his hotel room yeah um but she breaks into his apartment too <laughs> yes and it is hysterical how little like Im- import they put on that whole thing mm-hmm. like, she is constantly like <laughs> doing crimes yeah. these are crimes yeah you should not be breaking <laughs> into people's homes and such yeah but they're kind of just like oh that's silly maggie (laughs) (laughs) she'll do that yeah like oh look at that look at that adorable smile (laughs) oh we forgive you you know like it seems like julia roberts could literally murder somebody and just be like guys duckbill platypus and the cops let her go (laughs) oh julia julia um so she breaks into his apartment to tell him you know that she's kind of done some soul searching to figure out who she who she really is and then she kind of like clearly not on purpose but she kind of goes back on it then by proposing to him the way that he said he would propose to someone you know when he's talking about the whole thing about like oh how i see it is you know the the fancier the proposal the less it really means and it mm-hmm. should just be you know simple and to the point and whatever and so she 
proposes to him that way, which kind of feels like, well, that, that's not original. You're just doing what he wants. It's again, it's the eggs all over again. <laughs> um, but of course, she proposes. She gives him the shoes, like we said. And mm -hmm. they, of course, uh, do it. Not do it, but <laughs> they finally, she does the marriage Yeah, for real. She doesn't run. Mm -hmm. uh, thankfully, they don't do a like, oh, like a fake out. Like, oh, will she do it again? They're just mm -hmm. like, okay, no, this one's. Yeah. This one's real. She's just, she's past it. Yeah, it's just the two of them in a field with the officiant. And yeah, it's not a huge giant thing, which she says that like, oh, I never really wanted that anyway, or something like that. Like, I never really liked them. Yeah, well, in she the said first place. she said she likes eggs Benedict and hates big weddings. Right. Oh, that's right. Because I loved that line where she just says Benedict, and he's like Arnold. What, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> she's like eggs Benedict. Yeah. So that was a good one. <clears throat> And of course, he plays the the Miles Davis record she gives them, and all that. They mm -hmm. share that fancy kiss on the on the balcony, and all that. Mm. And uh, that fucking song comes on, "Can't Hurry Love" or whatever it is. That, yeah. Again, I was as soon as it popped on, I was like, "Perfect chef's mm -hmm. kiss." Like mm -hmm. rom com ending here is like they get together, they have the like, oh, the will they, won't they? They won't. They will. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then the song, and it's like you gotta get the right one. You gotta get mm -hmm. the right song. And it it was the chicks. I, yeah. I, I oh, looked I, it up. It's hysterical. Like I said, I can't tell what the word was. There was one specific word that I was like, hmm. It like <laughs> hurt to my Texas. ears. Yeah, it was clearly like clearly Texas. Um, <clears throat> but did you stick around for the after credit scene? Oh no, I didn't. It it went away. I know. I thought that was fucked up because I actually read about like I was scanning through Wikipedia when I was <laughs> watching the movie. And I saw that it said like in a post credits and I was like, oh, I won't read it yet, but whatever. But it's barely anything. Okay. I mean, it's it's Samuel Jackson showing up to uh, ask them to be in the Avengers. No, yeah, they uh, <laughs> it's it's literally just them like uh, walking through the snow and like throwing snowballs at each other and having fun. So it's just supposed to show that like it's they're still together. Yeah, they were married in the summer and now it's winter time and they're still in love, like that kind of thing. They made it at least three months. Yeah, exactly. They, it's <laughs> pretty. It's that, that's a record, I guess. I yeah. I mean, it was they're right Maryland, so it could snow very early in the yeah, year right? there. Could've so <laughs> who knows? Um. But yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I didn't necessarily love it. Like, I can understand the critics' reaction of like, hmm, this was pretty, it's mm. kind of paint by numbers. And it, you know, it's like, oh, it's the, he's a jerk and she doesn't like him. And then, oh, they like each other. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's the the poor jilted, poor jilted Bob. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, I don't know. I, I think, I think if you're giving this, like that harsh of a review you're kind of just looking too hard at it yeah you know like you should like i mean god damn i i know i already mentioned it but like the poster of just like his goofy face her goofy face lacing up some fucking <laughs> yeah. running shoes and it's called runaway bride like no, yeah yeah that's what this is gonna be that's what you're getting the opening sequence is a bride on a horse clearly fleeing <laughs> yes not 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 going to a wedding no she is running away from it yeah like I, you get it <laughs> and again since it has such a fucking stacked cast like i don't it's, i don't know what more you really want like i, I, of, I get uh, it it's almost two hours long it, nah, I will say that. I think that there were some things that definitely <laughs> definitely could have gotten cut, didn't need to be there. Yes, there absolutely could have been trims made 
and it could have been more like hour 40. <laughs> yes, I would agree. But the, it's, it's still, it's, yeah, it's, it's not. It's, it's fucking Julia Roberts and Richard Gere. Yeah, Come like on. it's it's one of those things where like, <laughs> uh, you know, they always say in, in movie making and stuff like, Oh, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta kill your babies in the sense of like, even if, even if a scene is good, even if a scene means a lot to you as a creator, if it, if it, if it isn't fully necessary, you mm-hmm. get rid of it. You know what I mean? That's, that's the Got gist. I'm yeah. like, okay, that's really dark. No, yeah. You Please gotta, finish you, explaining. You, you must murder babies to make a movie. <laughs> that's the only way it works. Um, <clears throat> But like, I mean, I, I think most people say "kill your darlings," but it's like it, that's it's still I, still dark. Yeah, that's that's not much better. <laughs> um, so like, I could understand if if you know uh, somebody were to say like, you know, that whole scene where she goes and talks to Bob at the field with the players and stuff, and then Richard Gere's already there wearing a Letterman jacket, and <laughs> you know, the one kid tries to tell her to marry him, and she's like, you're jailbait, get out of here. Yeah. Like, that whole, you know, it's like, it's not that great of a scene, except that moment right at the end of it, when he tells his players to, like, ride her away on her chariot. Mm-hmm. Like, she's standing on the, like, tackling drill thing, and yeah. she just like, oh, oh, as she, like, rides off. It's like, it's because it's Julia. It's because it's, she's she's just got that reaction uh-huh. that you want to see. Where it's like, yeah, technically that scene could probably go, but then you then you miss that. Yeah. So you don't cut it, and you leave your movie an hour, <laughs> two hours long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Oh, and one quick thing mm. because I was like, I was watching it because this is something that I watch all the time in movies. Obviously, since I play guitar. Anytime there is a like lead actor or you know just an actor in the scene who's not like a background person mm-hmm. who's playing guitar, mm-hmm. I'm always looking at it. Mm-hmm. I'm always checking it and being like, Does it, do they know what they're doing? Are they actually playing this guitar or not? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a bit in Better Call Saul where uh, uh, Ed Begley Jr., his character is playing guitar, mm-hmm. and all the actual guitar playing is in close-ups. Mm-hmm. And then when it cuts to the wide shot, you see him, and it's like, clear that he... He doesn't play guitar. He's not like he's not really doing anything. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, that hey, that happens. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And I was like, it looks like Richard Gere is playing guitar in that scene when they're when they like see him on the side, like playing an acoustic with everyone. He's mm-hmm. got the like slide on his finger and stuff. He does. He does play guitar and he was really just riffing. But- and like, that's fucking amazing. I, it looked like it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, it might just be movie magic. He might just be a really good actor. No, just Richard Gere magic. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's just, I, I don't know. I love when they're, when they're able to utilize somebody's real talents mm-hmm. like that. <clears throat> Duckbill platypus. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but I think that is going to wrap it up mm. for this week for popcorn for dinner. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, it, it's not that it's like a, a, an earth shaking like, oh my God, this movie! Everyone <laughs> needs to see this movie. It's so perfect. Yeah. But like, it's good. Yeah. It's fun. Like, if you like that kind of stuff, like, truthfully, I I like romantic comedies. Yeah. You, you know, it's they're not like my favorite thing in the world, but a well-made one. Yeah. You know, like I'm I'm down for it. I'm down for, and I mean, Julia Roberts, of course. Yeah, I mean, so it's it, hard it's, to pass yeah, that exactly. up. <laughs> so it's like as long as you're not repelled by <laughs> Julia Roberts and or Richard Gere. And or um, Joan Cusack. Yeah, she's not in all of it, but enough that if you really don't like her, yeah. it's probably going <laughs> to yeah. grate on you a little bit. <laughs> but like, yeah, as long as you're cool with that, like, yeah, watch the movie. It's pretty good. You could just, you watch it in halves. Yeah. If you don't feel like sitting there for two hours. I don't know. Um, but yeah, this is Jeff. And Callie. Benedict. Arnold. Arnold.